the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. Welcome to this special episode of Resi Week. I'm your host, Matty Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by my good friend, Mr. Joe Whitaker, who is the new VP of Business Development for Origin Acoustics. How are you doing, Joseph? I'm doing good. Getting used to uh, a new seat to sit in, so to speak. A new seat. Yeah, very much so. Um, this is this came out uh, yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, so the news dropped yesterday morning that you've, you've taken a position with origin, uh, you've left your, the, the company that you, you built from the ground up, um, thoughtful integrations. Let's talk a little bit before we get into the, the, the origin side of the, the, the house, um, how long you, you, you ran your company and, and what prompted that, that switch? So you know the the company name wise you know Matt and a lot of people know it went through a couple na- name iterations and evolved with the markets over the years um you know i've been gosh an integrator for 20 something years so it's been quite an interesting um journey uh but you know the, the this company was you know built from the ground up by not just me but Steve my my business partner and uh you know from a nothing to doing really cool stuff and having great partnerships and, you know, just kind of enjoying everything that, you know, integrators enjoy. I mean, it's, it is a, a, it's a business, but it's also a love of what we do. And, you know, the, the decision was, you know, really about, you know, new challenges for me, you know, uh, when I took a, and I'll, I'll make this part really brief, but when I, you know, cut, just like you coming off of, you know, the CDA board and I'd been there for almost eight years, I, I really stopped and took a look at, okay, what's next? You know, and that was only like a year and a half ago or so. And I, and I was like, you know, what's next for me? You know, what's that next step, the next evolution uh, for myself? And also, how can I help my company in the same token? So the company itself, Thoughtful Integrations, will live on. We'll still bring the same amazing, um, you know, projects. There's probably a lot more awards they're going to win, um, but it is going to be fully owned and operated. And the new CEO is Steve Siegel, my business partner, longtime friend. We were friends long before we started the company. So it's going to continue to go on. I mean, the strategy was built by me and him, the marketing efforts, the the entire thing. So I I don't expect any changes like at all. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's, you know, every, every business owner, especially in what we do, and Matt, me and you've actually talked about this off mm-hmm. camera uh, times before, long before this, um, about, you know, that exit strategy. You know, when you're yeah. looking towards retirement, when you're getting older and, you know, the most satisfactory thing is when an integrator can take their baby that they had built from the ground up and be able to walk away and know that it's still going to go on yeah. and it's still going to be as amazing. You know, it's like a kid going off to college. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I really feel about it. Right. <laughs> um you know, my work here is done. Spread your wings uh, so, and fly. Yes, spread your <laughs> wings and fly. So, of course, I expect, you know, great things for Steve. And now the interesting thing will be um, is he's kind of a client now because, of course, we did a lot of work in acoustics. <laughs> so, uh, you know, our relationship just continues to go on from here. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, no big, big, big surprises there at all, which I'm really happy to say, you know, going through the process of making this decision and all of those things um, to walk away knowing everybody's going to be happy. You know what I mean? And it's still going to go on. That's the amazing part. Yeah, that's great. Um, let, let's talk for a minute about your history with Origin because you've you've done some work with them in the past, as you mentioned. Uh, Thoughtful Integrations was obviously a dealer. So you, so you know the company well. Um, if, if you don't know origin, I don't know why you're listening to this. Um, but <laughs> just, I'm just throwing and it if out you there. You don't know origin. You should. Yeah, you should. You, you definitely know. should. And, and yeah, soon you you'll be should. hearing from Joe. Uh, That's right. The, the history of origin, it, it, it's been started by Jeremy Burkhart, uh, who a, a long, well-known legend in our channel, in our industry, uh, from Speakercraft, uh, started origin from the ground up and really focused um, on the integration community, right? Not to say that the other manufacturers don't do the same thing, but, but Jeremy was one of those guys that came up from the trenches, right? He knows what we deal with. And, um, I remember when they first launched the, the big claim to fame was, was this, the snap clip, the zip clip that you put that trim ring in, you cut the circle and just, and you're in, and then you just lock the, the speaker in, which was, groundbreaking um and i i don't use that term loosely like it, it was shockingly simple and why did no one else think of this <laughs> um talk a little bit about your history before taking this position with origin and you know what what kind of opened your eyes to this being a a good fit for you so you know being you know being around the industry for so long of course i knew you know Jeremy and Nick and Ed and Jim Moran from, I mean, way back Speakercraft days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, through, through the years, obviously a lot of things happened. There were sales and acquisitions and all those things happened. And then come, it was a CDA at Indy um, where Julie Jacobson put together this thing called the blog mob. And mm-hmm. it was like all the, this was before influencer was actually a word, by the way, she picked all the influencers pretty much of uh, the industry that she thought were the ones. And it was me, Bjorn Jensen, uh, Jeremy Burkhart, uh, Petro, uh, Mac. It was a whole bunch of us. And that was like when we were introduced and we really made like a bond, like that personal bond. Yep. And and then from there, it, it was because, you know, this was before Origin Acoustics came out. And we were walking an aisle, and I'll never forget this. Jeremy hadn't showed like really anybody outside of the company he was getting ready to launch um what was going on and we're in an aisle and we're looking at me and him are looking at speakers together i actually think we're at the niles booth and they had that sound bar that kind of was in pieces that recessed in the wall in 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 between the stub base yeah yes and they had the sub that the two subs faced each other inside the wall so we were we were looking at that and he goes but let me show you something joe and he whips out his phone and he shows me the zip clip bayonet ring and i was just like there was it. I, mind blown, right? Yep. And then from then on, me and him started talking a lot. So, so flash forward, I don't know, it was four years ago. I can't, you know, I'm so bad with time these days. Um, he, They were still, uh, Origin had started. You know, I've been talking back and forth with Jeremy and some of the guys. And he had me go out to Riverside. And we went up to the top of this mountain, did a two-mile hike. Which uh, exhausted me. I'm not used <laughs> to that altitude or a two-mile hike. Um and 
right then we just we became friends mm-hmm. like at that point like just the bond was made we sat on the side of this mountain and basically invented the valet amplifier and then like three other things um and then from then on it just became where i would consult with them for just over the years you know it's just been a steady thing and of course in the in the consulting process i learned a lot um, about that back end of our industry because i didn't just consult for them i consulted for other manufacturers as well mm-hmm. handfuls of them and developed a bunch of product in different areas and hdmi and audio and networking and just really got my head wrapped around that side of the business you know the manufacturing and the tooling and shipping and all of those things that come along with it and kind of got to learn as you know as i went on the total back-end process and everything that added to the decision of you know i i've i've run out of challenges as an integrator like that's really hard to say but i mean i've it's there's challenges on the business side what better way to help all my friends who are origin dealers because most of them are and and all of that and 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 really you know make that change and kind of move with the evolution of where our industry is going mm-hmm. that's the spot to do it and talk about you know it was it's like take, taking a new job just for anybody in any industry sucks right you just mm-hmm. don't know what you expect yeah but before i said yes i already felt like part of the family right. like i felt like part of the family i know all of the people there so it was just a natural progression Let's talk for a minute about uh, the way in which origin, and, and again, I, I hate using the phrasing because it just, it sounds mundane, but they really do try to listen to the integrator, right? There's 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 a lot of companies that, that talk about that. Origin seems to execute that at a level that is definitely in the, the top couple percentage of manufacturers that, that pay attention to what their dealers are asking for. They just launched, and I I don't even know the the product name, so so help me. Um, but they just launched a commercial hanging like pendant speaker that, again, has all the 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 qualities of a traditional origin speaker that's hanging in a pendant and looking much better and and fits you UL and uh, all the requirements for that. That's something that you know integrators have been kind of hodgepodging making right they've been manufacturing these in the field to to some degree to try and get a better quality sounding speaker than the traditional 70 volt hanging pendant speaker origin just brought one of these to market which you know again there's not a lot of residential companies that are doing that level of 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 product for again a, a smaller segment of the residential market what makes origin so different in that sense and and how are you going to hopefully continue to evolve that so you know that that harkens back to you know the founders of the company right you look at like mm-hmm. the ed haas and, the, and dave donald being involved in in the beginnings of origin and jeremy burkhardt you know these were the inventors of the architectural speaker and when they were inventing these things they were putting these things into ceilings and walls so they get that side they, they mm-hmm. totally understand that it doesn't just stop at, A, we made a speaker. Did we make a speaker that it can install faster, safer, um, with great margins for the business? Does it does it check off all the checkboxes? Is it easy for the guy that has it in his hand that installs it? Is it easy to get 
get to you in your hands to do it? And does it benefit the back end, right? Mm -hmm. You know, margins. So it has to check off all the check boxes. That's the way they've always been. So you look at, you know, and, and as we kind of get through this podcast, I'll touch on this on my point. But, you know, you talk about, you know, the emergency, emerging and adjacent markets. You've yeah. heard me say that for a billion years in our discussions during Cedia. I always look at emerging and adjacent. Though Those are hot topics. Well, for years, you know, and Henry Clifford coined the phrase residential, I think. Or he just uses it a lot. One of the two. But, you know, it's, it's like, I actually think he did coin it. The, the um, term I love but, to hate. <laughs> yes. Because um, I, I, I was calling it residentiality. Um, so, but that's, that's not but, any know, better. <laughs> no, it's not. But you, you look, you look at all the, you know, all of that going on and you know, you know, uh, thoughtful integrations, big mm-hmm. in restaurants, big in hospitality, um, you know, living areas and MDUs. That gap has been needed to be filled with something that looks like it belongs in our space, right? Yeah. Something that's gorgeous, sounds good. It's not you know, the, I always say it's not the speaker in the dentist office. You right. know, that's, that's kind of always, always where I lean. Um, by the way, the, the models of these are PC and then what they are, right? right. So the PC 60 is a 60. Um, the nice thing about it is, um, and, and man, they're probably going to hate me for saying this, but the, the, they sound really good. Right. But you know, one of the things of architectural speaker, everybody always complains about is no low end, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of good low end. Yep. Well, I'm sure some of you are old enough to remember having a Honda Civic with a, one of those base tubes, <laughs> yep. right? The science has always been there. It's been right in front of your face all the time. So of, of course you're going to get, you know, a little more good low end in it. The mechanics are just built for it, but also in the same token, origin has those in ceiling subs. Well, wow. They fit in the same cylinder. Right. Right. So, I, I, I mean, it, it, it all makes a lot of sense. And then, of course, they did, the, you know, the magic of doing the things, the check boxes you need to check off. UL listing, you know, you know how long that takes. They're in Canada and they don't like oh, to yeah. open containers up there um, during COVID. So or borders. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or borders. Yeah. Um, but but, you know, that's that press to innovation that they always have. You know, they saw. um and I got to talk to him a lot about this during the process was that is an emerging space because do, do I think that our industry does audio and those in entertainment or public mm-hmm. uh, areas better than our competing industry? Yes, I actually do. A hundred percent. I do because we don't specialize in background music. You know, we specialize yeah. in good Move your soul music, you know what I mean? Stuff that gets into your feelings. It's it's like, you know, that that meme about, you know, walking through the grocery store at my age and the grocery store puts on my jam. You know, we <laughs> our job is to elicit those emotions through through sound. And I'm sorry, but the dentist speakers just don't do it for me. Yes, that, you're not wrong on that. And, you know, talk about that commercial space. You know, I, yeah. I do got to give I got I got to. Uh, name drop because Mark Fisher just uh, threw it out there the other day um, about Origin coming out with a fire rated retrofitable back box um, yes, for in ceiling speakers. You haven't <laughs> yes, seen please. it yet? Oh, it, it, it's 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 already on social. There'll be a press release. It's fully. It's uh, got the what is it? One hour class fire rating. Um, yep. It's fully retrofitable, so you can you know squinch it up, stick it through the speaker hole, and it back out. 
And then Beautiful. you put your, yeah, it is legit. Um, so that, that innovation in emergency, emerging and adjacent industries, like that is an important thing. So Joey, one of the things that I want to, and I'm not even sure how to phrase this. So, so let me, let me stumble through it and then answer and, and, and no, I'm not, I'm not trying to imply anything. It's just, it's something that I'm wrapping my head around. So your official title is VP of business development. And typically if we went to some of the major brand in, in our channel, the person holding that title and arguably the person who used to hold that title at, at origin would have an MBA at the, the, the end of their name, right? It, it we're, we're seeing a huge push. Heck, some of the integration firms, their biz dev people are MBAs. We're seeing a, a huge push in, in the manufacturing side. This has been common for quite a while for the people that hold that position to, to have an MBA. You don't have an MBA to, to my knowledge. And I'm not implying that you should, or that there's an issue with you not having one <laughs> or that I couldn't get one. Who yeah, does? not, not at all, but it is, it's something that you would kind of expect, right? You would expect the person who is, who is in charge of business development to have an MBA. Is that a approach that origin ha ha has looked at and said, it doesn't matter in this situation. Is it something where. And we know that Nick has an MBA, right? I'm not, I'm not implying that there isn't anyone there who has an MBA or origin doesn't know how to run a company. We know that origin is run phenomenally well. Is your role going to differ because of this? Like what, what's the approach here? You know, I, I don't, I don't know so much that it's going to differ, right? Because you have Nick who is an MBA and he's amazing and, you know, the stuff he's done in business development, not just with Origin, but previous, um, has always been, you know, really good. So, obviously, I have that person to lean on, right? Mm -hmm. um, and vet these things at that kind of level, um, which, which really is important, um, especially when you're talking about, you know, a brand that's grown so fast and continues to grow like Origin. Um, but if anything in our trade has taught us, um, especially if you follow any of the CDA trends and all of those kind of things, is that, um, you know, currently the, the people with um, real world skills are now starting to become as valuable as those who have, you know, put that much time into the schooling portion. Yeah. Now, did I go to school? Of course I did. Have I ever almost used what I actually went to school for in my job? Not <laughs> almost never. Um, you know, I... Went to college for literature and English and stuff like that. Um, so it, it's, it's a whole other conversation. It's good. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's great for communication and writing. But, you know, when you actually look and you talk about trends and job positions, what the titles actually entail. If you actually look at, you know, somebody who is, um, you know, at that level for business development specifically, you, you know, you realize that's about, you know, sustaining those solid relationships with companies, stakeholders, and customers. Um, that is, you know, one of those areas. And uh, of course, you know, through Nick's vetting and people like, you know, that that's something that I've kind of already 
gotten a grasp for um, over the years. And then, you know, the analyzing customer feedback and that data um, <clears throat> to determine whether customers, are they satisfied with the company, the products, the services, that tends to fall into, you know, a lot of skill sets of a lot of people in our industry already who mm -hmm. don't have MBAs. And then, you know, there's always that that one key, which is on my six month list, right, of things that I know that I am going to be involved in is providing insight into product development, um, you know, based on competitive positioning, what our dealers need, what they require, what the market entails, whether it's how, they, how things are selling or how the economy is doing. So these are all things that with someone like Nick already kind of at the helm, that makes this transition uh, make a lot more sense. If you look at the company as a whole and where the things that bring, you know, origin so much power has always been ear to the ground with the in integrator, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that communication, that family feeling that, hey, we're listening to you. We're going to develop stuff around that. It kind of makes not even just me, but a, a, a person like me suited for that role when you actually dive into what you business think development is today. We're to a point where you hear it a lot in the corporate world, right? That experience can equal, if not surpass, a a degree from a university. It has that is that true in this case? In the in the specific position, maybe, right? you know, because that can't be said about in everybody, you know, like uh, a, a vice president. They should go finance. to school. Yeah, they should no, go to school. Your, your real world life. <laughs> no, I, you should go to school for sure. Uh, you know, and there, there's other positions that are like that, where, you know, that that long term schooling and the education that comes along with it, knowledge that comes along with it, hands down will trump real life, um, you know you know, learning, but, you know, in certain positions, you know, you look at, you know, a good example mm -hmm. is stuff that I've done contract work over the years, right? Where it's designing products or engineering, or and I remember doing a contract with, <clears throat> I believe it was Vanco. And I believe I was at a Cedia <clears throat> introducing a product. And this had to have been maybe, I don't know if it's eight years ago or so, maybe 10. And one of the first things that one of the people from micro center, no, it was CES. Now I remember specifically asked me are, was, are you an EE? I'm like, no, I am not an electrical engineer. Absolutely not. And they were like, well, how did you, you know, come up with this and how did you design this? I was like real world application, real world experience. Um, and then also the flip side of that, which was, I had really, really good engineers behind me, really, really good engineers to work with. And that kind of made it all work. There's a huge, uh, I, I've noticed it with a, a completely different company um, that, that my company works with. And they brought on a rep who's from a different vertical. And, you know, it, it's a manufacturer that deals in our channel and, you know, big box distribution and online and, electrical disto and you know all that stuff and they brought on somebody from electrical distro as as the rep in, in the rep firm and 
it's night and day. It, it, it not having someone who understands our aspect of the business is detrimental um, to the service that they can provide and what we get from them. So I, I, I don't think you can over overlook that. The last thing I wanted to touch on, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, as much as people love listening to both of us talk, um, <laughs> the we could probably do a like a Rogan three hour thing, no problem. Um, Definitely. We've talked a couple times about your title, right? You're the VP of mm-hmm. Business Development. That means a different thing to a lot of different companies. What falls under that title. umbrella? It, it, well, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a weird title. It's just the way in which it's applied can vary greatly, right? In your case, in your role as business development, does this mean that you are going to sit in the office and help develop product? Does this mean you're going to develop sales channels? Does this mean you're going to develop dealer base? Is this all of the above? What, what What's the priority? What's, what, what's the expectation that people can expect to see from Mr. Joe Whitaker, VP of Business Development at Origin. Well, you know, I, I think it's got kind of some multiple faces to it. It really does, especially at Origin. You know, that that is a company where just about everybody can do a ton of different things, you know, without a doubt. So, of course, products is, is one of the key points and working with their amazing team there that I've mm-hmm. kind of been blessed to work with for the past five or six years um, is, you know, in those products and you know i can't say enough that the you know the the idea or the concept is to take what i've learned and take what origin has done and uh, you know just be another hand of assistance in benefiting the integrator at the end of the day with what whatever it is whether it's products programs or education right and you know and a lot of people know i've been big into education at cedia Mm -hmm. um well, you know, there's 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 other forms of education that are that our integrators need, and it, it could be put out there. So there there's you know developing the portions of origin that benefit the dealers. You know that's always my that will always be my number one thing, whether it be products, services, education, right? So then you go on to the other portion, like I, I I've said, you know, the emerging and adjacent markets. Integrators are growing in the things that they can do. Uh, I always hearken back to uh, 10 years ago. Man, that's been longer than that now. 15 years ago, none of us were, not many of us, for gosh, I'm getting old. Uh, 15 years ago, you know, not not many integrators were installing big networks or even routers um, for that matter. Um, And that fell in their lap and now they're doing that. And then Shades came along and now they're doing that. And now there's actual lighting fixtures and now they're doing that. Um, There's so much more that integrators can do and can be successful at. And you, you know, I've toyed in a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's iron, ironing that out and being able to make that part of the portfolio so that the integrator can be more successful in their growth in those, you know, emerging, emerging and adjacent markets that at the end of the day, we're more fit to. Uh, because integrators do one other magical thing that typical electricians, plumbers, framers, um, drywall guys don't do. Um, we know how to build a rapport with the client. Yeah, We are there and we talk to them. And we get to the root of what they actually want. Um, you know, those are other things that are kind of kind of on my list. But the last thing on the, you know, sales is always part of a business development um, 
job. It, mm-hmm. it is. That's just part of it. That would allude to some of those other things because, you know, the, the, the dealer market is pretty much already satisfied. You know, that's, that's, there's already the guy. I, I don't think I could ever be as good at that guy and what he does. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want to blow your head up, Mark, but you're just, you're really good. He's kind um, of so, a big but, deal. But I, He's kind of a big deal. He really is. But I mean, I I, I will, you know, of course, I'll be there to help him. There's, you know, so many trade shows, so many people to see and talk to that, of course, I'll I'll help in that nature, of course. Um, But in the, you know, the last thing is I'll also be, which Mark does a lot, some some of the other uh, uh, people at Origin, Jim Moran does a ton uh, even Miranda gets out there and does it is, you know, in the visiting of, of dealers, current dealers or perspective. Yeah. Um, and my approach is going to be a little different. You know, I'm not just going to do the, you know, the two hour, three hours, sit down in your office and let's go get lunch and we'll call it a day. Sure. I'll do a couple hours in your office. I'll talk to your back office. I'll, you know, talk to your operations people and uh, your scheduling people and your designers and all that. But then guess what? I'm going to go venture out in the field with your guys. I'm going to pick up some of their tools. I'm going to terminate some wires with them. I'm going to see what the things that Origin Acoustics can provide to those dealers that they don't even know they need to ask for. I'm going to see how they're doing things. I'm going to listen to them. Because guess what? I've been in your seat for 20-something years. But all over the place, everybody does things different. We create our own habits. We create our own Mm -hmm. processes. There's no universality to any of that at all. So I want to see... And I, you know, it's, you know, origin has always been about to every integrator, every integration company. I want to be part of your team. Yeah. And guess what? You see me around. I'm going to be part of your team and I'm going to see how origin acoustics can help you. I love it. Let's, let's leave it there, Joe. Uh, I think that's a fantastic way to end. Uh, if people want to connect with you, learn more about origin acoustics, schedule a meeting, schedule a, a site visit. <laughs> how, <laughs> how can they do that? Um, just reach me at joe at thoughtfulintegrations.com. Um, you can always find me on the socials, just Joe Whitaker. Uh, and um, I, I'm really uh, excited about being able to kind of, you know, help our integration community in a whole new way at a whole new level. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Uh, Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this special episode of Resi Week.